Okay, I think we're rolling. Okay, so um, we were talking about, yeah, having, like, those kind of people in your life and how important it is. Um, what what else were you saying about that? I'm not going to lost you because you're frozen. Oh, I'm frozen. I Am I back um, now? You're just frozen. Oh, frozen. Okay. Um, but, I mean, I think I can... Uh, can you see me oh, now? There we go. Okay, yeah, we're, we're back. We're back. Um, we're back um, so I'm like adjusting my screen because I'm pulling out my notes so I can okay. put some stuff. But yeah, so I was just saying that when I was much younger, um, I don't think I actually, let me retract that. I don't have friends per se right now. Maybe like maybe a good acquaintances, I should say, that still refer to me, you know, with some descriptor. But like my friends are all like pretty fine. Um, but when I think about how I was young, when I was younger, I just vividly remember when I was, not even just younger, honestly, like when I was in college, um, I like had this really big, not big, I had like a mild crush on this, like one of the fraternity boys there. And he um, like knew one of my really good friends and my friend that kind of introduced me to him. And and she, he like apparently like already knew me and he was like, oh yeah, you're the girl with those, with those um, hearing aids, like with those like, you know, mm-hmm. devices in your ears or whatever. And I just remember that like left such an impact on me because I was just kind of like, the fact, it wasn't even the fact that like I had a crush on him, it was just the fact that that was the first thing that you noticed about me, mm-hmm. like the first thing. And I have a lot of memories of, of that when I was like younger. And um, it's obviously like change over the year. Like, I think people are just like, you know, as you get older, you realize like some of the things you shouldn't say. Mm-hmm. But it leaves such an impact on you. And I think about like how like, I met you and like, of course I saw it, but it just like didn't like obviously change my perspective. It was more so thinking about like, Danya and like how she like got us together. And it wasn't like, and it wasn't like anything, I don't know. It was just something that I thought was really profound for me because like, mm-hmm. I really appreciated that. And it wasn't like this whole like, grand conversation of like she had the cochlear implant you have a cochlear implant let's be best friends you know yeah and i think that's important well it's just it's funny that you say that because obviously it was like this pressing thing on my mind about how we both have like that in common the cochlear implant in common i was like oh it's kind of like somewhat an elephant in the room here that we have like this huge well not, not even huge this this thing in common but I don't want to like detract from our conversation. Like I don't want to detract from from what we're doing here because we're human beings meeting human beings, like new friends meeting new friends, and it so doesn't need to be about that elephant in the room. And why should it be? You know, because it's just like yeah. for me. And yeah, I think this goes back to kind of our conversation um, previously of how when we were talking about my about my other friend Kat, and I had said. You know, like, she's a badass for being, like, a management consultant at Deloitte and, you know, all these things. And to which you said that, like, yes, like, she's a badass, but also, like, she shouldn't get a gold star for doing X, Y, D, right? And so this is, I fully agree with that. But I think, you know, whenever I see a person, especially someone with a cochlear implant, like, I don't really care much about, like, I don't, let me retract that. I don't pay much attention to people who have hearing aids because it's just, like, such a, um, an interesting thing to yeah. like um, know about, but like when I see people with cochlear implants specifically, I look at it as like, is this my community? Like I'm, I'm like excited. I'm like, okay, this is awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. And like I just feel like more connected. 
And so I want to point that out and I want to be like, hey, can we engage? But then I have to remind myself, like, not everyone wants to engage in that conversation. Mm -hmm. Not everyone, like, cares that deeply. And so that's kind of, like, the line that I straddle because I feel like as I'm getting older, I'm feeling more inclined to learn more about just deafness as a whole because I feel like I've spent, especially in the last five to ten years, like, getting away from it. And so I get excited when I see people with cochlear implants. I'm just like, yeah. oh, like, this is an opportunity for me to learn more about myself. That makes sense. You no, know, it does make sense. And it's so funny because, like, I'm someone who is never wants to talk about it. And I found myself kind of just trying to make it, putting it into a box, like a smaller box. And so I think it's interesting, like, when you talk about seeing people with cochlear implants, it's like an intriguing thing. Because you're like, oh, that's my people. But also just being aware that, like, they might not want to engage or have that conversation. So it's just, like, something interesting to think about. Like, you're like... What do you prefer? In terms of if people approach me about it or not? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I think, honestly, I would be... I think if someone approached me, I might be a little bit um, taken aback, to be honest with you. Because I feel like... I don't know. I, yeah, honestly, I think my immediate reaction would just be kind of, like, off, caught off guard. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think I'd be the same way, too. I mean, just think I'm not comfortable. Um, I think something else, like, just thinking about my friend Kat Pinto. Um, Kat Pinto, she approached me via Instagram, I got a picture that I had posted specifically about my cochlear implant. So I feel like because I've already created that avenue, that space, like I was okay with her approaching me Mm -hmm. um, online about that. But I will say, since I got my revision surgery, I've had less people ask me questions about my cochlear implant and more questions about my hearing aid. Because I think there's this misconception of I feel there's this misconception of like if you have a hearing aid, you know sign language. But if you have a cochlear implant, you don't. Because people look at cochlear implant as this cure. That this this like you cure deafness. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that does make sense. Like there's automatically that assumption that they yeah. don't. And because yeah. my cochlear implant before my revision surgery was very conspicuous. Like you could behind mm-hmm. the ear, you could see it. Now, mine is, like, a little clip. Like, I can hide in my hair. Oh, do you you have the Kanzo, too? Yeah, it's just, like, this little, like... I I just got the Kanzo. I just got fitted with it. Oh, the Lavanda? Mm-hmm. I just did, like, two weeks ago. And I'm still... I'm getting used to it because it's just different. Because it's not around your ear Mm -hmm. anymore. It's, like, in a different direction. So I think, like, directionally, like, hearing the noise is different. So that takes some time getting used to. Because the mic is not there. Right. So it's like it takes time getting used to where the new where the noise is coming. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I actually do change between the behind the ear and this one a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, In December, they decreased my magnet power, Mm -hmm. so it keeps falling off. Oh no. I'm just I'm a clutch, so like it's just I, I just fall all the time, and I'm just like worried about the day that it actually breaks. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Same. But no, I, I think going back to the baseline of this conversation of like disclosure on deafness is a very interesting thing. And then the last conversation you and I talked about how 
there are differences between you and me on like why we disclose and why we don't disclose. Mm-hmm. So like just to refresh either both of our memories, like I prefer to disclose right. to and I and I've been thinking a lot about this too. I disclose due to my lack of confidence and self esteem in my thinking because I feel like I'm so supremely aware and this is just from like being on TikTok and being around new people and whatnot of like how my speech is different and how mm-hmm. I have a deaf scent, what people call it. And so I've never I heard really- that before. No mm-hmm. pun intended. I've never heard of a deaf scent before. Like I've never heard that term used before. Yeah, I, because I mean, TikTok is so powerful in that like it educates you in a lot of ways. And yeah, that's the thing, which I never learned it until like this past year. Um, but because I'm so aware of that and then being a daughter of immigrants or just being a South Asian woman, mm-hmm. I just have this like concocted idea that people might think I'm not smart or I'm stupid or I'm, you know, all these things or like I'm incapable and all these things. So I feel like when I say that I have a disability or I have a deafness or I have a hearing loss or whatever, right. it almost like people are like, oh yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. And like, mm. you know, you almost in a way kind of get a pass and like an extra chance at things. And then I think, you know, just to reiterate what you said, and correct me if I'm wrong, actually, I'll let you say it. I don't want to get it well, wrong. it's just, it's, it's complete, it's, it's totally ironic, and it's also just the same sort of thinking behind it, because you, you, you were saying, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were saying you don't want to be perceived as, as being stupid or, like, not smart, mm-hmm. right? So that's why you, you tell people. And I feel similarly to that. I feel similar that I don't want to be perceived as being less than or le- less capable. So I just don't disclose that because I think if they knew the truth, then they would think, oh, she's less capable or she's not as, you know, powerful. Because you disclose your deafness. I don't disclose my deafness because I think that people will think I'm... It's not necessarily not smart. Well, it has something to do. I think it's the stigma or the societal um, stigma of deafness in general and dis- disability, physical disability. And it puts you in that category of um, less than or not as capable. So I don't want to put myself in that box be- simply because society deems it. Right. So that's why it's a similar idea, but I don't disclose because of that similar idea which is interesting it is interesting because it's the same intent and it both makes sense and they both have proven to be correct in society like we've seen it happen from both sides so mm-hmm. yeah that is interesting um it's the same intention though because it's like we both feel the pressures from society that they put us in this box but we're we're responding to it in a, di- in a different way but we're also i mean i'm not the daughter of immigrants so i'm not in that same i haven't faced those same circumstances so of course Mm -hmm. like the circumstances are different but i think it's just like behind us just the societal stigma of physical disabilities so you're saying you're referring actually let me make note of this and i'll come back to it um because something else that you're hinting at here is making me want to ask this question. Hold on. Let me think about this. Um, 
okay, I forgot my train of thought, but what I will kind of take a pivot here mm-hmm. is you keep referring to, um, oh, that's what, I, that's what I did, language. I think this is like a good segue into language. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also learning how to be an interviewer. So I'm like, you know, working through my thoughts because this is my first interview on this topic. So I'm just um, thinking out loud here. Yeah. I... I've told you in, in previous conversations that I don't know how I feel about giving, like not giving, but like asking people about how they identify. You know, do they identify as like a deaf person mm-hmm. or a deaf with a capital D or hard of hearing or hearing impaired and all mm-hmm. those things. And I worry about asking that because I don't want to, as I had mentioned to you before, subscribe to this idea that if, if you're like deaf with a capital D, um, you're more oppressed than those with who are um, hard of hearing or, you know, X, Y, Z. And I don't want to do this whole, like, comparing one category to another. But I can also, like I said, acknowledge the differences between these um, categories, if you will, the community. So I guess my thing is, um, how do you feel about language surrounding hearing loss? That's... An excellent question. I think that can be extended to so many, so many different uh, quote unquote identities and communities. So, for example, you know, I mean, I know all of this stuff is different. Like, for example, with um, the gay community, for example, I mean, I know they can't be equated to the gay community because there's a whole other set of issues that they face, whole other different problems that well not problems issues that they deal with right like roadblocks and they're not comparable but I think that labels get challenging because I think that people don't necessarily always fit into one box you know what I'm saying so it's like for example my situation is more complex and I don't think I can be just put into one label and the reason why is because yes I'm born deaf and without my implants I can't hear anything at all so there's that piece of it which would make me technically uh, deaf with a capital D, right? Would that be the right label for that? Wait, why, why do you think that? Well, so without my implants, I can't hear anything, right? No, like no sound at all. So that would, in that case, that would make me de- uh, deaf with a capital D, right? Or no? I'm just trying I mean, to I don't know. Because here's, here's what I'll tell you. that I'm still learning about these communities that right. I am. And um, something that I'm learning, it's not... So this is how I identify. Again, keep in mind that I'm learning, so I don't fully know. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning too. How I interpreted deaf, because I'm in the same position as you, without my cochlear implant and hearing aid. Because I have a cochlear implant on the right side and a hearing aid on the left side. Without either of those devices, I can't hear anything either. Mm-hmm. But... I've never communicated, never learned to communicate via sign language, right? Mm-hmm. So I always thought that deaf with the capital D is deaf culture, which I don't understand and I've never been a um, part of. And I think capital, I think um, lowercase d, from what I'm understanding, is where I fall in. Because yes, I'm deaf, but I have the tools and I choose to utilize the tools to participate in this voice speaking world Mm -hmm. i'm learning so i don't know well i think i think well what i was going to say is like just i'm still learning all those terms like i'm new to that as well but i think like 
without them, I would be classified or I could be could fit into the box of being deaf with a capital D. However, with them, I I guess would fall into the box of deaf with a lowercase D. But what I will say is like the way I've never liked to label myself at all, like in my whole life, doesn't matter like what it is when it comes to identity. I just don't like to place myself in one box because I think all of those kind of things are mutable and they're not always the same. You know what I mean? It's like, it's always changing. I think, well, not for everyone, but I think like labels itself are kind of always becoming more updated. So I would say to that, the way I would classify myself or describe myself rather is I would say I'm hard of hearing. Hard of hearing, I think, because hearing impaired, this is the other thing that you and I were talking about our last discussion. Hearing impaired, I've never liked that description because, I mean, maybe I'm too sensitive or I don't know, but I think like impairment somehow means it's like, yes, of course we are, you know, we face struggles because of our physical disability. I'm actually okay with saying, with saying the word disability now because actually, I don't know, that's a whole other like Pandora's box that we can go down. But I think like impairment is somehow, um, what's the word I'm trying to look for? Like somehow saying that you're, I don't know. What, how would you say? Like hearing impaired, like the word impaired to me kind of feels a little bit off. Yeah, I, I you know, see that. Like, um, that you're less than, like, less capable. To me, that's, like, how I how I view it. How it comes I can see that. And I think a lot of people feel that way. Impaired. So that makes total sense. I think for me, I'm kind of neutral about it. Yeah. Like, I think hearing loss gets me more than hearing impaired. Hearing loss. Um, yeah. I think hearing loss is outdated. Here's the thing. Sorry? I think it's outdated. Like, saying, saying hearing loss almost is outdated. Yeah, I think with hearing impaired, I think the reason why I'm so neutral to it is because that's how I was, I had been labeled my whole life, like yeah. between my family, my like um, teachers, and like the the people that we documented by interpreters. I've always been said hearing impaired or like deafness, um, and I sort of grew up. I definitely grew up like hearing that term and like associating that term to myself. So now, like in, only in recent years, I would say since um. 2016, 2016, 2017, I kind of like shifted it. And it wasn't like a, this like radical turning point that like, oh, I'm not hearing impaired, I'm deaf. It was just more of like deaf with a lowercase D made more sense to me. It was more clear cut and it was just to the point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I've, I feel indifferent about the word hearing impaired, but I understand why people feel, um, feel kind of less than the, the Something about like drunk like, intoxication is like reminding me of being impaired, like drunk impaired. Oh, when impaired. you're when you're um, like driving impaired, is that the term? I, something like that, yeah. Which, yeah. which already connotates like a negative tone. So yeah. like, I, I that's what I think of when I think of impaired. Yeah. Um, now the hearing loss. Um, so I as I've been writing and drafting um, my blog as it relates to the series. I have been using hearing loss to kind of make this this blanket statement over um, the series that I'm doing. And I have mixed feelings about it. I think I'm going to move forward with it because I don't know any other um, 
terminology that I would use. But the thing with hearing loss actually does hit me some type of way because for me personally, and I think for you too, we were both born with it. We have congenital hearing loss, right? So how did we lose anything? We did it. Right. right? That's such a good point. Nothing was lost. We just didn't have it. Mm-hmm. So I think hearing loss is like my dad has a best friend who um, he was my pediatrician and um, he like lost his hearing like very dramatically um, mm-hmm. 10 years ago. It was like, a, it was like literally night and day, wow. o- overnight um, change. And I classify that as hearing loss because yep. he lost something after 50 years yep. of hearing. Like hearing is a perfect, like a no- being um, hearing. So he lost something, but like you and I didn't lose anything. And so that's something I think a lot about in terms of language. And I, I don't know any other time. So I, I, you know, deflect to um, hearing loss. That's really interesting. Yeah. Language is, language is everything. I think for, yeah, to, to conclude what I would say for that answer, I would say hard of hearing I think that's what I would say because I mean um, obviously I struggle with that like that, I think that would be the the right for me that's how what I would say for myself but it's different for everybody yeah. I think I've also used hard of hearing at one point too um it, it's very interesting because I feel like you and I are in some ways more than one like when I compare going off of this conversation I'm comparing it to like other conversations I've had with people specifically in the capital deaf um community they're very, like, confident in their labels. Mm. Whereas for me, I'm very fluid. I'm very, like, yeah, you know. Yeah, fluid, that's the word. I'm really yeah. fine with anything. Yeah. Don't be mean about it. I think tone is more important than language in some cases. Um, yeah. That's, that's kind of what I'm, like, picking up on. And I, I don't know. I think labels is just going to be this ongoing, ever-changing, ever-evolving um, yeah. piece that we're going to have to navigate. But something that you that triggered that thinking when you were talking about um, you identifying your disability, but you kept referring to your hard of hearing as as a physical disability. Right. Can you elaborate on that? So, um, can you like explain what you mean by that? Like, I'm just trying to. So I actually think it's an invisible disability for okay. me. Yeah. Because I and I think you know. Just like being me, like I usually wear my hair down. Yes. Um, Really, the only thing that would like, I guess, you know, question people is my accent. Yep. And, you know, some people have told me like, where are you from? Like thinking that I was like from, you know, somewhere not in the U.S. where there's like a heavy accent, you know, all these things. So like, but they wouldn't, they don't immediately think like, oh, are you deaf? Some people do, but not most people. So like. I think to me that I, I view it as like an invisible um, disability, especially ever since I got my revision surgery. Like you can't see anything, right? Yeah. So I just think it's interesting how you're referring to it as a physical disability. Yeah, I think if I'm going to answer this like correctly, uh, I think that it is in many ways a, an invisible disability because, for example, someone with um, you know a prosthetic arm, for example, like that's a, clearly a very visible disability if we want to call it that physical disability um for lack of better word but i think that with this yes for for many people it can be an invisible disability i think it just honestly 
to be really honest here, it just depends on your level of um, need, pretty much. Mm, yeah. Just depends on your situation, your circumstances, and your level of, of need. Like, so for your, your need for assistance, if you need assistance. Mm-hmm. So, for example, for me, like, I would say it's very much for myself. Um, it's very much of an invisible disability because for myself, I don't require assistance. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's very much I want. It's not even, I mean, I so could concert and they always thought, thought it was they were like so cool and all that and then i would have the fm system like literally right next to me yeah and um i had an interpreter with me too so i not only did I have an fm system but i had an interpreter now this interpreter was not somebody who like signed for me or anything they it was all women and they all like would either write notes in my little composition notebook for me to go home with it and give it to my parents in case I missed anything. Whenever I went over homework, that sort of thing. And then they would just really just be that person that would like, you know, make sure I would do an assignments right. Or I would be that person, there would be that person who could repeat words to me that I missed whenever teachers spoke up or whatever. But it was this very conspicuous thing, right? Everyone knew, oh, like, she gets extra help. Oh, like, she has, like, someone, like, who's by her side this whole time. Oh, she has an FM system. Like, everybody knew. And it was just, like, a very prominent thing. And, like, I was extremely stubborn about having an interpreter specifically. I don't remember ever having any negative feelings towards FM system. And I really just think it's because I was a kid and I loved the attention that I got you know like when people were just like oh like you have an FM system like you're so cool and they'd all like help me and stuff and like I I laugh about it now because that was just me seeking attention and just like in that capacity but I never liked having interpreters Mm -hmm. and they were all like wonderful women like I loved them so much like you know when I reflect on it now but I hated having the interpreters so much because it really hindered on my independence, like, so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, the FM system never really bothered me, and I think it was just because it was always there. Like, yeah. it never, like, went away. Anyway, then after that, I went to private school for four years. Now, when I sit here and reflect on it, I think the interpreters helped more, and the FM system, I think I could have gotten away without it, personally. So, that was... my experience i had like the opposite experience because i feel like with the fm system i never used an interpreter i think that's due to to my parents kind of just um wanting me to be independent from the get-go like could i have used uh an interpreter and would i have benefited absolutely that's not to say that like i didn't oh i don't need an interpreter i just never had one from the get-go because that was like a parental decision that Mm -hmm. oh you're gonna like not rely on that yeah. So you can gain your independence, but also, you know, not be reliant on interpreter through like your early education years and into your adulthood. So I think mm-hmm. that like in a way I think was good for me because I was able to get that independence. But I think the FM system had a an indelible impact on me because I just always saw that it drew so much attention, unwanted attention, whether positive or negative for me. And I didn't mm. like that extra attention. Like, I, I found that people would be like, oh, that's so cool. Like, you have this, you know, microphone, this FM system, and I didn't like the attention at all. Mm-hmm. That make, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I think it, it makes me laugh now when I think about how much I loved that attention growing up. I hated and the attention so much. I, and I think that's like a separate conversation, right? I think that's very much like, 
had nothing to do with my hearing loss or any of that. It had more to do with um, just who we are as people, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, we can go into this other conversation if I didn't have enough attention as a child in my home, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I do think, like, that makes sense and it's very much attributed to our personality. Um, but I just remember I hated having those interpreters. I really hated having them. But I do think they made a difference in my experience. Um, and I didn't need them in private school because, like, classes were significantly smaller. Um, yeah, I I don't know because now I'm thinking, like, is physical disability and invisible disability, like, what did that even mean? Because... Initially, before this conversation, if you had told me physical disability, I would have said, oh, yeah, like when you lose a limb or when you have like a defect in your body or like whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But like if you would have told me like physical disability in terms of like how obvious is your disability. So like in in, in the case that we're talking about here, like if you have an FM system, if you have a headset, if you have interpreters, that's very like conspicuous. It's very obvious that you have a disability and then you need help. Right. So very multi-layered multi-faceted um but but i do think it's interesting because there are some days where i'm like oh yeah i'm i'm getting away with this and the other days i'm like oh well people are finding out um very complex it's complex but i think i like what you just said about some days you feel like you're getting away with it and some days you feel like you're not getting away with it i identify so strong with that strongly with that because some days i'm like i'm fooling everyone you know what I mean? Like, I'm fooling everybody. I'm getting away with, like, a lie. Yeah. Not even a lie, but I'm getting away with a persona. Or, like, I'm playing a character. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I d- definitely get that. Um, and I think a lot about that whenever I am entering a new community. Because I think that's an opportunity for you to kind of, like, rebrand yourself, if you will. Mm-hmm. And having been at this organization for three years, like everybody knows that I'm deaf. Everybody knows, and they're so they're so aware of it. it comes up in not in every conversation, but like um, these are people that I've been working with for three years, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but now as I'm going into a new job, I'm thinking a lot about like, okay, how do I want to present myself? And here's another thing about disclosing, especially in the workspace. Um, this is a perfect example, actually. So I'm on the board of advisors for a small nonprofit in North Carolina, right? and we had a board meeting last Friday. And there are always like new people getting initiated. And I'm still so early in my career that like I want to like impress people. I want to build connections. I want to do all these things, right? And so we were given a prompt, right? And I heard my name, but I didn't know like what I was supposed to do. Like I was, I just like had missed that whole piece. And so when we went into the breakout room, I was literally in a breakout room with no one who knew me. And because I didn't know what was going on, but I heard, heard my name, I asked people, like, hey, like, I think I missed something here. Like, would anyone remind me, like, um, what was said in the, in the last conversation? And this one guy spoke up and he, like, told me. But then immediately I felt like, wow, they must all think that I'm not paying attention or I'm not smart or, like, all these things, Right. And I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything about my, my hearing loss or anything like that. I just kind of like, I mean, we were also on a time crunch, so it didn't really matter at that point. But the whole time I just kept thinking, they probably don't think I'm smart because they thought I was not paying attention and that I um, don't care about this at all. When in reality, I literally just did not hear it. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's why I feel like 
whenever I tell people, oh yeah, by the way, I'm deaf and I miss this, then it's like, oh, you, you're actually like, you, you just missed it. Like, you're not like, not smart, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that was like kind of my thinking. And I really struggled between, do I disclose or do I not disclose, especially coming into new communities because you don't want to become like, like I don't want to become this like, go with a hearing impairment or hearing loss or right. whatever it may be. Um, it, it's interesting how it changes with every, like, um, with every, I guess, community that you enter into at all. And I also experienced this in dating, too. Oh, which yeah. Is just- we could have a whole conversation <laughs> about that. And, yes, we could have a whole talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> which is, but, like, before we do, I, I do think this is, like, all like, very interesting. And, um, I mean, I'm already learning so much from this conversation. Same. Um, but, yeah, I guess we can... Wait, I want to make sure that I'm covering everything here. Well, what else do we have on the list? Yeah, I, we, we, we covered a lot of phantom hearing. There's, like, language and identity, mm-hmm. um, which we already talked about, disclosing deafness. But, yeah, no, like, let's let's talk about dating. Okay. How What does that look like for you? Or if it doesn't look like anything for you, that's also fine, too. I, okay, so obviously during the pandemic, like, that wasn't really wasn't really happening for me, as I'm sure, like, it wasn't happening for a lot of people, but... For me, it just, like, wasn't happening. So I'm getting back into, like, the game. Um, Obviously, like, downloaded um, some dating apps and everything. Putting myself out there. You know, like, it's obviously time to get back into the dating world. And I think with dating, it's hard because I don't just... If if they're hypothetical, because there's not anyone right now that I'm, like, with. But hypothetically, I think it would be after, like, the honestly probably like the fifth or sixth date if like it's serious so for me it would be like a while because I feel like again it's my insecurities coming through because I wouldn't want them to jump the gun and think oh she's like less capable that I want to prove to them first that I am capable enough and I I think that sounds so insecure but it's true like I want to I want to spend enough time with them to show them that like I am capable you know, I have, you know, tools that I can use so that I can have normal hearing and, like, have normal conversations and be able to get the grasp, grasp of the conversation and not, you know, how do I say it? Like, have all these, use all these crutches, so to speak. So I want them to, like, know yeah. that. So that Wait, you, keep, you keep saying that, like, it's just something I'm, I'm noticing. You keep saying that you think it's like an insecurity. I actually think it's the opposite. I think that shows how secure you are. Because you don't feel this, like, burning need to, like, disclose that. Yeah. And that, to me, just, I, I don't know. I just think that's such a like, attractive and confident thing about you. Thank you. <laughs> like, I, I really do because, like, and, and maybe I'm just, like, comparing it to myself because, um, I, I mean, this is a lot of reflecting. I'm a very self-reflective person. You are. And I've been thinking, like, why do I feel this, like, burning need to, like, share this, like, so immediately um especially when i meet new people and it's just like i'm just so worried about what they think that i want to like kind of um what's the word um stabilize that whole conversation and get rid of any like other thoughts you know mm-hmm. so i think it's pretty solid after the fifth or sixth day i think i'm gonna adopt that <laughs> yeah you should that's it's good it's good i think like I, i'm so the opposite like like you just said like you're the opposite of that i'm the opposite of that because um 
I'd rather like I'd rather run away from what's real I feel like that's like a common theme in my life like I'm always running away from like what's actually true in what ways I mean I think like I don't like confrontation I don't like you know if there's something that's in the room like there's an elephant in the room I'm never gonna talk about it like it's just mm-hmm. gonna be sitting there okay and I'm just never ever oh, going to talk about friend, it but I love it I love it though because I think it's empowering me to just kind of think differently because I I, I used to pride myself in thinking like oh i don't care what other people think but like i do right like, i especially we'll as it relates to my disability i deeply care um but i think just hearing you just makes me feel like more empowered to just like stand in my own truth and know that like people are not thinking that people are just kind of like more more focused on what they think of what what we think of them yeah that's very I think true. everyone is so focused on what everyone else around them thinks of that, not necessarily like how they think of themselves. But it's also, yeah, that's such a good good point. But I also think that like someone, for example, with I'm trying to think, someone with anxiety, like severe anxiety, they're going into the room and they're like, the fact that you are deaf or like have an implant is so far away from like their their realm of reality. They're not even like they couldn't even possibly be thinking about that because they're so ingrained in themselves that in, in yeah. like in a in a fair way obviously because they're yeah. dealing with their own shit yeah so it's like that nobody really at the end of the day is thinking about that they're thinking about their anxiety they're thinking about their i don't know their stomach issue or like something like that mm-hmm. like they're not thinking about you you know yeah no, i totally agree totally agree yeah, when I think about my dating, um, like, I haven't, like, really dated too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my last relationship, I, I have a very distinct memory of this. And um, I just, like, well, I don't know if this is, like, necessarily related to dating, but, like, he was in this situation. Um, this was well before we started dating, and then we went we went to a party with, uh, like, my friend and I went to a party, and he and, he and um, our other friends were there, and it was, like, a group of us, right? And then we were all like dancing, but like I literally could not hear the music because yeah. it was like so loud that I couldn't hear the music, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so I was holding the speaker and the speaker like vibrates, right? So it's kind of like jamming to that. And um, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I, I know I'm frozen, but I can hear you. Okay. Um, and I just remember people being like, well, why are you holding it? Like, just, just like, let go and relax. And I was like, oh, like, I can't hear it. Like, if I'm, like, holding, like, to feel the vibration. And then, like, it somehow came out that, like, I was deaf. And they were like, wait a second, you're deaf? Like, you're deaf? Like, I did not know that. Like, there's no way and all these things. And I just, like, remember, like, their faces and they were, like, genuinely surprised. Yeah. Which kind of blew me off because I always thought people just, like, knew, like, immediately. And so, like, just, like, having that memory that he's known, like, from the from the get-go, right? Yeah. Um, there weren't many memories of, like, him saying anything about my he- um, hearing loss, but, like, there was a point, I remember there was one conversation he had where it was just, like, I get how you feel kind of thing, and it was, like, oh, like, my aunt is deaf, so I totally understand. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> where did that come from? Like, Yeah, okay. I totally understand. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, okay, and like, cool. That is um, kind of funny because in a way he was trying to be empathetic to your situation. Yeah. I think like, I think people do that a lot, especially yeah. I think like, um, I don't know, like with people that have like ADD, for example, they always want to be, they always want to say something 
mm-hmm. that's like empathetic like i had this conversation with a friend the other day it's like people always have like this innate like reaction to want to say something oh like i you know i totally know how you feel because xyz happened when i was eight so like i think people always want to like say something to make people feel better so they'll say something like that yeah and i think they can also like detract that person from like having attention for themselves i'm not that's not good that's not come out right but i mean to say it's like if i were to tell you like i had a bad day today and you would have said yeah i had a bad day yesterday and it's yeah, like no okay well can we validate my feeling because like, yeah. i came to you first you know that you know what i mean i know exactly so, what you mean yep yeah so it was just that that was like, the most interesting thing about like that relationship but as far as like dating now um <laughs> oh my gosh we'd love this story i need to find it though but it makes me laugh so hard because um, this is just dating in general, I guess. So I was on Bumble. This was like over the summer and in Boston. And um, I, like my opening question was like, hi, what's your pet peeve? Mm-hmm. And um, said something about like, like on my um, profile. And then I was like, haha, okay, fair, fair. It's such a good story. I can't help it. And then he responded, okay, sorry, like, I'm actually, my pet peeve is people who talk too loud. People who talk too loud. Like, tone it down. Are you deaf? I hear you fine. <laughs> that is actually low-key really funny, though. It is, and I think this is where I'm just kind of like, that's like a no for me. Yeah. And I think maybe this is just like sensitivity levels, but like, just like, read the room. Totally. Um, but again, like, he had no room to read, right? So it was just kind of like, all right, should I... I did have a moment where I was just like, should I just, like, let this go? Or should I, like, actually say something about it? Mm-hmm. And so I just, like, told him, like, ha-ha, well, that's funny. I actually don't think we're going to like that. I'm actually deaf. And then he was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And then, like, we unmatched. And then so it, it was, like, it, it to me, like, I... I do take it personally. And I, I know some people can, like, take it as a joke. But I think for me, like, it's, it's too close to home. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. that, that's your sense of humor? Like, that's not my sense of humor. But cool. And so that's, that's kind of, like, what I look at, like, when I'm, whenever I'm on, like, first dates. Like, if we're making fun of, like, people with disabilities or any of that, like, it, it does, like, kind of, like, you know, I'm a reflex. I'm just like, oh, mm, yeah. I don't like that. That's interesting because I watched this movie and like my sense of humor is kind of all over the place. Like I think certain things I'll 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 be more sensitive about and then others it doesn't bother me as much. I think it depends on the situation. Like who's it directed mm-hmm. towards? Like for example, I was watching this movie. I forget it, what the name of the movie was, but it was with Maya Rudolph, you know, mm-hmm. her from SNL, and she was, you know, cooking like dinner for her family or whatever, and the husband's like criticizing her cooking. Mm-hmm. And, like, and like not doing enough to help her so she literally screams and she like loses at him she's like are you are you fucking deaf and it was just like in the moment it was so like it was it matched the moment you know what yeah. i mean it was just like hilarious and like i would never take that personally at all like i just thought it was really funny is i think it, it, it's yeah, like the time I, and moment yeah and i think it comes down to sense of humor really because like I'm the opposite. Like, whenever I hear it in movies, like, anything when it comes to disability, just, like, it strikes me a wrong, like, a weird way. Because I think anything that, like, you cannot change should not be made fun of. Yeah, I understand. Like, that's the part where I'm just kind of, like, uh, like, I don't know. Because, again, just thinking back to my last relationship, he would be, like, 
you know, tone it down, you're a little loud, you're a little loud. And, oh, like, that ooh. really aggravates me. And so, like, I, I, my, my, my point here is, like, if you were to make fun of anybody that cannot fix it in, like, a few seconds, like, oh, you have something between your teeth that I can fix it. But, like, oh, like, you're, you're too deaf or whatever. It's like, well, I can't fix that, so... Sorry. You right. know, like that that kind of like where like the line like draws for me. But that's like the only thing I really I haven't experienced like a lot of negative things as it relates to my disability in dating. I think it's just kind of like um maybe that's a good thing that I haven't experienced. No, it's a great thing. Things. Um but it does like worry me when it comes to online dating because I just have this again internalized fear of like when they meet me in person and they hear my accent, it's like Oh, I and this is all internalized. Like I've never had this experience. It's just like what I think of, you know. Yeah. No, I think like that. I mean, yeah. I think I think online dating with that is just like difficult because it's like when do you disclose? Like we were talking about before. It's also just like what are they gonna think? Like do they think I'm like dumb or do they think I'm less capable or like what will they think? So I think that that's like kind of an interesting thing that I like think about sometimes. And I think everyone experiences this, whether they have a disability or not. It's yeah. like meeting people in the wild after talking to them online. Like, am I about to get catfished? Yeah. But catfish is a real thing. I mean, it is. Um, I think I'm the catfish. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm the catfish. Um, but yeah, no, that's a real thing. It's scary. It, it, is, it is. There's like no... I have no way around it, but um, maybe I'll learn more when I date more. Um, yeah, you got to get out there and date a lot. I'm trying to do the same. I'm trying to get how, myself. How, how has it been in Boston? Uh, it's been okay. I've been on two so far. And, like, one went well. The other went really well. And the other, the first one, I, like, never talked to the person again. Second one, I've been kind of talking to them, waiting for them to respond. They haven't responded, but that's a whole other story. But we had a great time. Okay, that's good. We had a good time. So I'm just, like, whatever. It is what it is. I'll just keep going on dates. So... I went, like, on a few dates this summer, and, like, I went one one day with this guy who I really, really liked, and we talked for, like, hours on FaceTime, and we met up in person. He came from Rhode Island, and um, he was so short. So short. Like, so short. Like, which I don't hate. The thing is, if you know anything about me, like, I have dated short guys. Like, I've never been into tall guys. Neither guys were exactly my height. Mostly guys were exactly my height. How tall are you? So, five, six. Okay. Yeah, so exactly my height. Um, like my last two relationships, exactly my height. But this guy, like, not only was he small, like short, but he was also small. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, like the last guy I dated, he was like short, but he had a body to make up for. Yeah, it. you know what I mean. Like this, this guy's guy, small boned. Like, he's small boned. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> Aww. It was kind of unfortunate because I really liked him, and he was like such a cool guy, like just like emotionally and. Um, very smart yeah yeah well yeah everyone has like their things right that they like and that they value and if you're not attracted to someone you're not attracted to someone yeah is what comes down to but i don't relate to like disability and dating like i really haven't got given it much thought um and like that's really just like out of me not dating much so maybe this could be a conversation for next year yeah when yeah. you revisit that, I think this would be cool to like have like a one year reflection. We should do it. We should uh, September twenty 
first Sorry. of next year. Yeah, I forgot what day we should, we should do like yeah. a one year anniversary or one year um, reflection. 2022. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's crazy. So the other thing I wanted to ask, there's two more questions and then I'll probably wrap it up. Um, phantom hearing. Yeah. So I had disclosed it to you in the last conversation. You didn't know like how you were going to respond. I didn't know how you were going to relate to it or respond to it. Mm-hmm. I was happy to hear that you like empathize with it. So like, what are your experiences with it? Phantom hearing is interesting, and I think that people who are deaf might all have their own interpretation what Mm -hmm. phantom hearing means. But for me, phantom hearing, I think, can be described as almost like, you know, for example, with someone who doesn't have a limb, you know, they have a a prosthetic limb, they'll experience phantom limb pain Mm -hmm. in their arms and their legs and their, I'm trying to think what else is prosthetic, arm, legs. I saw that in Great Anatomy. Yeah. They have, mm-hmm. they experience like the pain and they start mm-hmm. screaming because it really feels <clears throat> so real because your nerves are still there. Your mm-hmm. nerves are still like, for example, if you have your, you know, um, you know, below the knee is taken off, the nerves are still there, right? It's like your brain is connected to your nerves, which where your leg was and you, so, like, in that sense, I think with, like, hearing, if you, like, take off your implants, um, your brain is still acting as if you were hearing. And there's the nerves mm-hmm. are still there. I mean, they might not be working properly, but they're still, it's still, like, responding as if you were. So, I think that that's, and I think with phantom um, hearing, I think a lot of the time it's not really, like, sometimes I'll get, like, a buzzing or a ringing, like, tinnitus. I struggle with tinnitus, but I haven't had that in a long time. Knock on wood. But um, a lot of people struggle with tinnitus. Like, that's not like a, it's not just, um, yeah. But um, that's not just a, uh, a thing just um, for, like, deaf people at all. Like, everyone struggles with it, even hearing people. I know I have a bunch of friends that have had it. But regardless, um, like, if I get out of the shower or if I'm in the shower or I haven't put my things on, sometimes I'll hear, like, almost, like, like a popping noise. Mm-hmm. Like you were, you were saying, you you feel like you almost hear like a gunshot. For me, it's not really like a gunshot, but it can be like, like a kind of noise, like you know, like a little zing okay. noise, almost. So that's the way I would describe it, and I don't think it's anything alarming or weird, to be honest with you. I think it's very natural. And like that is like the most comforting thing I can, I can say because the other two people that I've talked to about, they just like are kind of surprised by that thing. So that's, that's good to know. I think for me, like, I don't know why you get gunshots. And I think this really just comes from what you're worried about. So like, I don't wanna say I'm like fearful of like gunshots or anything like that. I think it's just more of like, oh, having lived alone in like many different places and just thinking like, that would be like, the absolute worst thing that could happen. Yeah, like, I would say so. obviously but it's also just like i I guess like maybe watching tv and just like hearing like gunshots in the distance like sometimes i can hear that sometimes i can't when when people hear gunshots in the distance then they know they know to like be aware and i always have this fear of like what if i don't hear and then all of a sudden it's like in my bedroom and i don't have time to like run away or whatever like that sort of thing i think that's why gunshots like like are the first thing that i hear um I hear doors slamming sometimes. 
And I think, again, that's just, like, me thinking my parents are coming into my room, like, being at home. Is this when you um, don't have your implants on? Like, you think... I don't have my implants on. Yeah. I think the other thing I want to say is, um, with fire alarms, I don't know if you've ever... Like, an actual fire alarm that goes off. If you're listening to that fire alarm with your implant on, and then you take off your implant, I feel like I've had this experience before. I was I heard the fire alarm. Yeah yeah have you had that like you take it off and it's it's so loud that you can you i don't know if it's phantom hearing or your brain is like remembering the sound or if it's you you literally Mm. can hear it i'm convinced you can hear it maybe i haven't heard it like that strongly before but i i do like i do have similar memories of that um because fire alarms used to go off all the time when I was in grad school and we just the whole thing. But you can, like, um, I'm convinced that you can actually hear it because it's so loud. Yeah. I'm, like, trying to remember, like, other sounds that I've heard. I definitely hear, feel like I hear sound of people breaking in. Um, like, this summer subplot that I stayed in in Eastie, um, I don't know why I thought this all the time, um, but, like, I would always take a shower with the door open and it was just like like a living alone thing with nothing in particular. Yeah. But I always just felt like someone was breaking in and would break in like through my bedroom. I don't know what it is, but like, I feel like I just hear like doors opening and like gunshots and doors slamming. Like that's like what it's probably I'm just your it's probably your fear just coming into play. Like your worst fears. Like you're thinking. Oh, it about, is absolutely you know, my worst fear. It's like no doubt about that. But like I when I tell you I hear it, like I'm convinced of it. To the point where I'll come out of the shower and like put my hearing aids on to make sure like or that real or not. Yeah. Um, I do hear ringing. I do experience tinnitus. Mm-hmm. Um, I've experienced it a lot in the last year, especially. And I don't know why, because it's been two years since I've had my... Stress. But it's, like, random. It's not, like... It's not, like... I, I, I haven't identified the trigger, though, because it comes at the most random times. And it was very prominent ever since um, I got my revision surgery. Like, I was getting it, like, once a month, like, every month. Like, like, like you know, period. And I would always get it the month after my audiology appointment. Like, clockwork. Weird. Because I, they always increase the volume. So, like, I have to, like, adjust to I it. I think it has to do with volume, too. Like, exposure to really loud noise. Like, yeah. louder noise. But, yeah. it, it could be. But, like, you know for me like one of them have a really bad like i got really bad headaches like one time it happened while i was driving that was just like oh god also, just so you know i also have fainting spells so like it also doesn't help that i have like yeah. tinnitus too because it's like not a good mix no um but like going back to the phantom hearing i do yeah. think this is an interesting thing because it's something that i've noticed especially in the last few years and i'm also trying to get into the habit of going to sleep without anything on and that to me is like the hardest thing because I'll go to sleep without my hearing aids. But um, my ears, are, I think it's because my mold is getting old and I have to like get a new one. Because my mold, you know, over time, like your mold gets hard. Or do you wear hearing aids? Did I have hearing aids? Is that what you asked? Or do you wear hearing aids? Now? No, I don't wear hearing aids you, at all. No. So you have cochlear implants in both ears? Yeah, by a lot. Oh. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Wait, I don't know about that. Um, but going back to the hearing aid, so I have one in my left ear, and I get a new mold like once every year. Actually, maybe not even once, maybe once every two or three years. Probably not good. Anyway, um, when you wear it for too long, because when, when you first get it, it's like very juicy and like bendable and malleable and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But over time, it gets like harder and harder. 
and mine goes to the canal. And like whenever I sleep with it, especially these days, it like hurts my ears and I wake up with ear pain. Yeah. So I've been trying to get better at wearing it without it, but like I'm struggling really hard to go to sleep without it, unless I'm like so tired and I just like don't think about it. Um, but that leads me to my next question, which is how do you wake up? How do we wake up? Um, so I had an alarm. I had an alarm clock, but I haven't been using it recently because it broke or is not like vibrating like it should be. Um, so that's how I, it would shake the bed. It's like a little like vibrator. Um, and then you put it like under your bed, um, and it wakes you up at the time you would set it like any other alarm clock and it wakes you up. It just shakes the bed, which has been like really great. But honestly, the way I've been waking up is I go to the bed at the same time every night. So mm-hmm. typically my your body, like when you go to bed at the same time, it pro it programs itself to wake up at the same time every single day. So like mm-hmm. um recently I've been going to bed last night I went to bed a little late because of the full moon. That's a real thing actually. Full moon and having trouble sleeping oh, is a yeah. real 100%. thing. Fight me on that, but it's a real thing. But um so usually every night I go to bed around eleven to eleven thirty, I would say is my bedtime. Mm-hmm. So I wake up every single morning around 7.45. My body's been programmed to wake up at 7.45, naturally. That's awesome. I so I mean, you're right. You're 1,000% right, and everyone tells me this. Um, I just sometimes get into a creative spurts at night and like stay up super late because I don't want to lose that rhythm. Yeah. Um, but I also want to be a morning person, so something has to give <laughs> i'm not even i'm not even a morning person though it just it, my body my body's been programmed to wake mm-hmm. up at that time every day so i haven't really been relying on alarm clock i mean i i have to start work at nine so if i wake up at seven forty-five, i have plenty of time you know yeah like i'm oh, not yeah. late to anything and working from home too really helps a lot with that it's a new job also working from home yeah yeah amazing amazing it's so good there was something i was gonna ask you how do you wake up? Yeah, what question do you have? Yeah, how do you wake up in the morning? How do I wake up in the morning? So this yeah. is something that, this is like an ongoing TikTok series that I have. I need to watch um, all this. So I was experimenting with a bunch of different things this year. Um, but I think I need to have an honest conversation with myself about how I work. Because like I mentioned to you, like I'm so creative at night and I get into these like deep like thoughts. Like, I'm just like really... At, like creatively I'm like at my best at my peak at night and so especially with this blog like I've been trying to spend a lot of time doing that at night but also just lifestyle wise want to pivot to being a morning person because I like how I feel in the morning obviously don't like the act of waking up but I like how I feel in the yeah. morning and I that I get a slow start to the day and I get time for myself especially before I start work so right now I'm just relying on my phone yeah like the vibration of my phone. I also have a little like vibrator, if you will, like a um, shaker. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not very reliable. Like some days it will work. Some yeah, days I've had that issue before. I've had yeah. that problem. And I, I tried like many different types of like yeah. shakers. This is the best one that I've tried because I can program it through my phone. So I do like that one. I did try a shock watch earlier this year. Mm. Um, I don't no. know one. No. It's, it's basically like, have you heard of the Pavlov concept? Pavlov, yep. Yeah, so it's like basically that idea that like yeah. if you, I mean, it's a shock watch, like you wear the watch, and what it does is like it, like say you want to wake up at eight o'clock, it will like vibrate, like your watch will vibrate at eight o'clock, and then fifteen seconds later, if you don't wake up, it'll shock you. 
So it's like this idea, which I didn't yeah. realize that That's on the funny. first morning. Right? I didn't like think that through. Um, so I obviously slept through it and I felt it. And I kid you not, <laughs> I jolted out of bed. Like I jolted out of bed. But the bad thing was though, is I couldn't stop thinking about the whole day. Like, I kept looking at my wrist and being like, did I leave a mark? Like, oh, like no. I injured myself. Like I was just like so worried that I like hurt myself. Yeah. But like the thing is, I just like felt bad about myself the whole day. Like I felt like I was like being punished first thing in the morning and I hated it. So obviously returned that because I didn't like. <laughs> um, I, yeah, those are the two main things I've used, but I really like to use my phone. Um, yeah, but I'm also like, but I, I know the real thing is I have to go to bed at a decent hour if I want to wake up at a decent hour. So that's like my thing. I'm trying to work on that as well. Like the other night, I went to bed at 10:45. Okay, that's early for me because usually I go to bed at like 11. I would say 11:30. That's like mm-hmm. a good average time for me. I, I think it's fine, but 10:45, I went to bed and I literally woke up at 7 o'clock. I think or like 7:15. I was like. I need to go to bed early. Like, I love the way I feel like when I'm in bed at, like, 10.30. It's the nicest feeling yeah. ever. Um, I ideally would like... My, my thinking was, like, let's be in bed by 10.30. Like, you mm-hmm. can, like, be on your phone. You can, like, read. You can do whatever. Yeah. But, like, you need it lights out at 11. Yeah. And, like... Lights out at 11. To do, um, all in due time. So, the other thing i wanted to ask you yeah be the last thing is what is your favorite thing about you my favorite thing about me mm-hmm. oh my god that's such a good question i i love i like this question my favorite thing about i think it's important that people be asked this question that everyone be asked this question because i think that people don't always i mean i think like it's important to be humble and have humility and like realize like who you are and who you're not but I think that that's such a good question because I think too many people um, think of themselves in like almost like a narcissistic way. But also, on the other hand, they think of themselves like what, why they're not good, why they're not any good at anything. So I think that's like such a good question. But um, what do I OK? So what do I like best about myself or what do I like? What is your favorite thing about you? My favorite thing about me is that I roll with the punches and I also think that I just never give up I think it's like my you know like I just am not willing to have the answer of no and I think in the in in the best way possible so I think you know whether it's my goals or whether um I have setbacks I think that you know my hearing loss or whatever you want to call it uh, whatever box you want to put me in I think that that's taught me that you can't give up due to setbacks and I think that setbacks only make you stronger and I think that sounds like such a cliche but it's like true it's like I don't know I think I'm just really hardworking, and I don't stop until I keep getting what I want so that's like the best way though I think that's the yeah. best way especially like especially in this kind of world that we're living in right now for you to like kind of push through or for not be but for anyone to push through like setbacks um, setbacks or like obstacles or whatever have you um and, and demand for what you deserve yeah like demand for what you deserve thing. yeah like such an empowering thing um you, you said something that like reminded me of like obstacles um and this is like probably a separate blog post so 
in, in addition to this, there's another piece I want to add, but um, you were saying something about, I'm trying to trick my memory, you were saying something about setbacks, obstacles. Setbacks and obstacles. And I think a lot about that because, you know, people often say, like, you've accomplished so much in your life despite your struggles or despite your obstacles or whatever. Mm. And, like, I mean, I know they mean well. I know, I know what they're yeah. trying to say. Like, I'm not, like, sensitive to that. I think it's just an interesting... It's an interesting thought because for me, in, in the same way that we were talking earlier about, like, the terminology hearing loss, it's, like, these aren't necessarily obstacles for me because I had no other choice. There was, like, no other choice. That's like, such we, a good way of putting it. With that, like, we don't know any other way. Like, I will never forget... One of my professors in grad school, he was, like, curious about my hearing loss because his daughter, who was, like, 40 at the time, like, suddenly lost her hearing. Like, it was, a, it was, like, a gradual process. And he was asking me, like, if you have a cochlear implant, like, does it sound like a computer? Like, what does it sound like? Mm-hmm. Which I thought was interesting because it's, like, I just hear. Like, I don't have anything to compare to. And that's yeah. what people forgetting with those with congenital bilateral hearing loss. It's, like, I don't have anything to compare to. So I'm grateful for any sound I get. So, like, it's just interesting when people bring up, like, obstacles you face, and it's like, but that's the life that I've lived. Like, it's not, like, an obstacle for me. Is it, is it different than everybody else's? Absolutely. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that, that's a separate conversation as it relates to accommodation, which I would love to have a conversation with you separately about accommodation. Because yeah. I really like what you said in our previous conversation about how, like, the world isn't going to slow down for you. Mm-hmm. And... I really think that could be, I mean, I think we got a lot of material today and I'm like really grateful for your thoughts because, I mean, in a lot of ways we are opposites. Yeah. But I think what's really important, especially in this in this um, conversation that I haven't noticed in other conversations is the level of empathy that we're extending to each other, even though we have differences in the way that we respond. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so key here, like so key here. That was so wholesome. Like, that was, like, I, I just, like, love our conversations, you know? Because I think that you, it's, like, like I said in our last conversation when I was walking, I think I said this, it's, like, you present with your social media. Remember what I was saying about this? Is like, mm-hmm. you present your, yourself in such a wholesome, authentic, genuine way. And I think we just, like, I don't know, I just, like, love that so much. So, like, our conversations, it's, it's so amazing. And I strive for that. I really do strive for that. Um, I, I just think there's enough fake and cookie-cutter things yeah. in the world. Like, why I have no business in entertaining that or adding to it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I strive for that. But I, I do think, like, the whole topic of accommodation, and that's something that I really want to sit down and, like, think through more because I have a few, like, ideas in mind of how I want to, like, dive into that conversation because mm-hmm. I have mixed feelings about it like I 1000% agree with what you're saying and but I also like harbor so much anger like towards it um and I I find myself having to balance between those two feelings because I and I think this is also a part of me having one foot in the deaf world and one foot in the hearing world right yeah and like understanding like how things work in the hearing world but also like trying to validate my experiences in the deaf world. Well, it's balancing so, two different identities, pretty much. Different identities. And Which trying to kind of also merge, but validate both identities. So, we'd love to have a conversation with you about that. I like, probably in yes. November, December. Um, but I think this is, like, 
super super helpful. Um, mm, I'm so glad. Do you have any other questions for me? What's your zodiac sign? I need to know that. My what? What's your zodiac sign? Oh, Scorpio. I don't think I'm a Scorpio though. I'm not a true Scorpio. Oh wow. Do you know your moon and your rising? Wait, I I know it's Gemini and Sagittarius, but um, okay. I, don't I could true. definitely see Gemini for you. Like you're definitely a Gemini. I am. I can. Wait a second. I think I am. When's your birthday? It's November 3rd. Okay, so you're November... Oh, wow. November 3rd? Mm-hmm. So you're born on election day. Yeah. Oh, trust me. That's okay. crazy. That's some crazy shit right there, being born on election um, day. Yeah, last election day was intense. I. It was an intense yeah. day. Huh? It was an intense day. No pun intended was, because... We didn't even find out that day. So, well, Scorpios um, are intense. So, like, no pun intended because Scorpios are so intense. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, but I feel like every time I hear about um, Scorpios, they're, like, like, first of all, I hear that they're mean, A. Yep. And B, what I hear mostly about Scorpios is they have very strong personalities. And I think I have a strong personality, but I don't think I have, like, a strong... I'm not, I'm not finding words for this right now, but, like, strong in the sense of, like, you you demand for what you want and you're very like confident in that like, i mm-hmm. am very much somebody who like i want everyone around me to be happy before i'm happy and i, I don't think that's scorpio i think i think there's like different types of scorpios though like there's the scorpio the stereotypical scorpio that's very like kind of more demure and like also more um like very reserved with like what they share with people yes so yes. i don't know if that's you or not but like they're reserved with what information they share with people and that's very like hallmark for scorpio i'm also somebody who like i literally cannot remember but i will text it to you but i, I know it's like gemini and sagittarius i definitely decided you're definitely gemini for sure you have Dem- gemini yeah. in you for sure um one thing i will say about i i love i love the horoscope and that it, yeah i'm indian which means i'm sorry, not indian I'm Hindu, so we very much believe in like horoscopes and oh wow, signs. I didn't know that. So like, whenever my parents were in arranged marriage, and so when you do arranged marriages, you have to compare your horoscope. And if oh my god! Wow. Then like you can get married, but if they're not compatible, then like they strongly advise you to not get married. Wow. So it's, it's a very very ongoing thing. Um, like we take full moons and everything very seriously in this house. Um, yeah, no full moons are really. There thing. was something about zodiac sign oh about like scorpio i think i i um i don't remember where i was going with it if i'll text it to you i think i don't i just don't think i'm like a true scorpio i think you have aspects you definitely have aspects of scorpio though you definitely do because the thing is is like the way you talk is like you are so passionate about what you're talking about but you're also so like you have such deep feeling you know what I mean? Like, it's all oh, about... Deep feeling. Ah, like, deep, deep feeling. like, super emotional, but also just, like, extremely, like, passionate about what you're talking about. So I think that that comes across. Mm-hmm. I For me, though, I'm Leo Sun, but then my my moon and my rising are both in Capricorn. Okay. So, I don't know if you know, like, know, like, a ton about Capricorn. I, but... I don't... I, I don't really follow, like, the moon and... Um, rising I just usually follow the main one but what does that mean so moon is your emotions it's like how you process your emotions how you internalize emotion how you express emotion 
how you experience it and then your rising is how you come across when you first meet people it's like, like your outside shell uh, wait now this is interesting mm-hmm. okay yeah i think i'm not bad so it's like for example like your outside face or your outside mask would be gemini so like you would come across like very talkative very engaging very mm-hmm. smart i'm trying to think like what are the things gemini just like social butterfly that's who gemini is so for me like coming like if you first meet me i'm more like reserved more like i don't know i don't know like serious that kind of thing which i think could come across when you first meet me but like beyond that i'm just so not that at all yeah i I can can see that i think what i was trying to say earlier is that i'm now remembering it is that like i i don't know if this falls in the scorpio category but i don't trust anybody like i'm like yeah that's scorpio i only trust myself yeah and but the thing is i'm open book like meaning like i'm fully okay and not that like i mean i'm fully okay with like if i were to tell somebody something i already know in the back of my mind that there's always a possibility they could tell somebody else but, like i'm okay with it because i chose to put it out there because i don't trust anybody so, well like, that's I very know, scorpio if there are things that like i genuinely like want to keep to myself and not tell a single soul like i'll just keep to myself like that's scorpio well then there you go that's, that's a scorpio validating my horoscope. i love that though yeah i know i just was asking because i think like our conversation like just like hearing about all your opinions and everything i was just wondering like what your your zodiac was is that aligned with scorpio yeah i think some things are in line and maybe other things aren't as much but i definitely think you definitely have traits of it for sure so i have one other thing but i actually want to ask if i can take a picture with you yeah let's get a picture i have white because i'm like losing light because um the day is getting away i know it's almost dark it's crazy yeah. all right smile uh wait oops oh my gosh I do not know how to work my phone computer. Oh, let's Should we again. retake it? I'm gonna do it one more time. Wait. Oh my god. Oh, there we go. This is better. All right, one, two, three. Yay. I got it. Cool. Beautiful. One second. I just need to 